Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Mike Tannenbaum joining us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good. I just got the rundown. So said like the whole A block is about the Patriots, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and pull it up. Where right where now. where are you coming to us from this morning? I'm Bristol, Connecticut, and uh, should be a unbelievable day of football after obviously uh, you know a, a, a terrible tragedy earlier in the week in Cincinnati, and obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Demar Hamlin and his family. But um, it should be a great day of football today. And really, this is probably the busiest eight days of the year, guys, when you think about today, all the consequential games. Tomorrow, you know, there'll be a ton of coaching changes tomorrow night, national championship. And then our, our own ESPN family is going to host, the, for the first time ever, a Monday night playoff game a week from tomorrow. I know. It's going to be exciting. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Matthias and I have had an opportunity on the show uh, to talk about Damar Hamlin and what has happened. A good friend of mine, Dr. Nick Morrissey, joined us earlier today as well. I uh, want to give you an opportunity to comment on the game on Monday, how the NFL handled it, Mike, and, 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 and what you're anticipating and expecting from both the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals heading into this game, the first time they will step on a football field since the, the traumatic experience that they had on Monday. Yeah, so um, just to bring our audience behind the scenes a little bit, a um, couple of words come to mind. Like, the preparation was just absolutely incredible. So in the spring and the summer, there are drills that are prescribed by the NFL in conjunction with the NFLPA. And an hour and a half before each game, both teams meet. And the word I would use is coordination. So obviously, you know, Buffalo was the away team, but you could see that there was great uh, coordination between the Bills and the Bengals medical staff. And they were able to do, um, you know, CPR immediately. They put a breathing tube in. And obviously, you know, we're, we're not out of the woods yet, but everything sounds super encouraging. And, you know, this miracle happened because there was great coordination and preparation between the two staffs. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, would, I did want to say that, you know, we're, we're sitting here, you know, almost a, a week later. So we have a lot of – we had a lot of time to reflect, but I did – follow you throughout the week on ESPN and the 33rd show or team and, and everywhere that you were. And I thought that you did a tremendous job in terms of, of explaining, you know, what happened, explaining what the expectations were and how well that they executed. And then also having some compassion for, for the players and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I know that it can't be easy to be called in, you know, on a moment's notice to give your expert opinion about something that everybody's speculating about. So I thought you did a great job on that this week. I, yeah, I, no, I appreciate it. And look, I, I think everybody in our ESPN family did, starting with, you know, Booger McFarlane, Susie Kolber, Adam Schefter, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Like, you know, we were all going through this for the first time. And I think, like, where we were all, like, I went to bed around midnight Monday night, and I have to be up early for the Tuesday morning. You know, we, we start at 6 a.m. And, you know, all night long, like, I couldn't sleep. I just kept looking at my phone guys, looking for the – you know, critical but stable condition, you know, the proverbial thumbs up, he's going to be okay. And once that didn't happen, you know, I think it just made all of us in our own ways just so – it was so moving and tragic. And, you know, because we've been around this game so long, either play, coach, GM, media, whatever it may be. And, you know, we 
to not get that but stable condition part of it was just um i think it just moved all of us to places you know we candidly we've never seen before absolutely absolutely um so so you know bigger picture here in regard to um you know what your expectations so a few things number one I think I think the fact that that Hamlin is doing well, right? Tweeting, FaceTiming with the team. Uh, I think, and 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 you know, listening to what Josh Allen had to say uh, uh, to the media this week, and that this this situation, what they brought this team closer together, Mike, right? Like more brotherhood, more unity. That going through it, what a storybook ending it would be if the Buffalo Bills were to win a Super Bowl this season, but let alone coming into this game against your New England Patriots who, you know, each and every week you, you drop that bomb and unfortunately it doesn't pan out for you. But nonetheless, um, coming into this matchup, what are you expecting from Buffalo today? Kiwi, did she go there? Did she just go there? <laughs> We've been on this show for 10 seconds. And we want to go over our prognostications. I'm happy to go there. Really? <laughs> but can I ask you guys a question? Um, because now that we have to address, obviously, the most serious aspect of this. And we've talked about, you know, DeMar Hamlin. But I have a question for you guys. because No one's really brought this up. Is there a chance today, if you're Sean McDermott, that you rest your starters? And let, let me say why. They can't get a bye week, right? So they're playing next week. If they win, they basically have two things. They would have Cincinnati at home, which obviously is huge, instead of going to Cincinnati. But secondly, guys, the best they can do is neutral site against Kansas City. So if I'm sitting there in Buffalo and I'm Sean McDermott, and I'm not saying you should or um, he is going to do this, but it's worth the conversation to say, hey, do we take our bye week and take Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and consequential players off the field today because we're playing next week? Because, again, I think we got to remind our audience, even if they win today, they're playing next week. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he can be wrong, to be honest with you. I think this is an unprecedented circumstance. I think, you know, for the most part – my opinion is, you know, if somebody has played and practiced and and prepared and earned the the right to be the starter, they should at least be on the field for the start of the game because, you know, there are implications that come, you know, at the end of your career that you might not be thinking about right now. But, you know, if he wants to take them off, I don't think that he can be wrong because there's so much that goes into it. If you just look at the psychological uh, component of it, you know, there are going to be players who may not be 100% into it mentally, and that could warrant them being taken off the field also. Mike, are you are you hearing anything in this regard though? Is this I know nobody's really been talking about it, but is is there anything coming out of Buffalo that that no. this is a possibility? No, I mean it was just sort of like reason speculation. I mean I, I've talked to some people around the league that also thought like that could be in play, and, and and candidly, Anita, part of that could be, you know how how is the game going? You know like mm-hmm. Sean McDermott will quickly know like the level of preparation you know of his players. I'm just saying that. You know, when you're managing your team, like there was a number of times, especially at the Jets guys, where we were locked in going into the last game of the season because, you know, a lot of times we were going against the Patriots and they had clinched the division. We had clinched the playoffs. And what we try to do is create like a mini bye week ourselves in this situation. So that's why I was thinking, like, if I'm Sean McDermott, do I do that? Um, Because clearly their preparation for obvious reasons wasn't, you know, where it normally would be. So, you know, today will be unprecedented in Buffalo, but I, I just think, like, if I'm taking the long view, obviously if I'm Buffalo, I do want to win this game, but I also have to think we're playing – this game's important, but next week's a do-or-die game. Like, we're, mm-hmm. you know, now in the playoffs, and what gives us the best chance to win next week? And that's the conversation 
you have to have in Buffalo, especially as you get later in the week when you know that, you know, DeMar Hamlin's doing better and better. You're really starting to focus now, like, all right, we're sitting here. It's whatever, January 6th, 7th. What gives us the best chance to win the championship, you know, at the end of the month? And let's look at this next block of time and make the best decisions for us. Uh, gentlemen, let's take a break. We come back. Let's look big picture here in regard to the landscape of the NFL. We know we've got two games on the books last night. Kansas City taking care of the Raiders and Jacksonville. Man, that was a good game last night. Jacksonville, my heart goes out to Joshua Dobbs. But man, what a great game that was last night. So Jacksonville now locked in in the fourth seed in the AFC. So we come back, we'll take our tour around the NFL, the landscape of uh, of the playoffs and uh, and and have some picks and plays here in regard to who we think does advance. And, and, and there's some competitive ones, especially with the, with, with the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Steelers. This portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. And when we come back, of course, we'll have Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. You can guess who he's going to uh, talk about. <laughs> that next here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right, and it's brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. Stage is yours, Mike T. Well, my Bomb of the Week is it's, <clears throat> it's not the Patriots, Anita, so um, that's, that's the first part of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, New York Jets 18, Miami Dolphins 14 in a really unusual game. You know, Both teams are basically playing their third-slash-fourth-string quarterback I think the Jets do just enough. Um, it's really a weird game. It's everything for Miami, nothing for the Jets. It's a huge rivalry. Obviously, I've been a part of it on both sides of it. Um, but I do think the Jets want to play better on defense going into the offseason. And I just don't see Skylar Thompson being able to score a lot of points despite having two great wide receivers. So I think it's going to be sort of a funky game. But I think the Jets could go on the road and get this one. You know, Rich Samini is, uh, is 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 just posted that uh, Woody Johnson was irate uh, mm. with the fact that uh, that the Jets lost uh, last week, and so uh, don't want to be another team that loses six straight to end out the season. So I think that there is added motivation there. Tannenbaum's bomb of the week brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit 
samuelpain.com today. Okay, gentlemen, I know we've got some callers on, so Mitch, hang tight. You want to chime in? I'll get I'll, I'll get to you guys, I promise. Uh, but we want to do a, a, a quick look-see in regards to the landscape of the NFL when it comes to the playoffs. So the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, with their win against the Raiders, have locked down the number one seed, and they will have the bye. The Buffalo Bills in Cincinnati competing for the second and third seed. Jacksonville beating Tennessee. They have locked down the fourth seed. And then the Chargers and the Ravens. Now, the Ravens play at 1 o'clock against Cincinnati. If the Ravens lose, the Chargers already lock in the fifth seed. If the Ravens win, then the Chargers need to put their best foot forward, win in order for them to lock in the fifth seed. And I don't know, guys. I would imagine you want that fifth seed, although – Mike, you and I both agree, right? Like, we like this Jacksonville Jaguars team coming into the postseason. Their offense didn't look too great last night. Their defense won the game for them. But nonetheless, you know, still, I think you'd rather go to go to Jacksonville than go to Buffalo or Cincinnati. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Who gets the fifth seed, the Chargers or the Ravens? And again, if the Ravens do lose, the Chargers could rest their players later on this afternoon. In the seventh seed, it's the Patriots right now. If they beat the Bills, they get the seventh seed. If they lose, then a lot has to fall in place, obviously, for the Miami Dolphins, who Mike thinks are going to lose to the Jets. And I like the Pittsburgh Steelers here. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns. This is my best bet today, minus two and a half. So, Mike, let's start with you. Who do you feel ends up with the seventh seed uh, in the AFC? Yeah, it's really hard to say. I think I'm going to go with New England, and it could be because all three teams lose. And one of the many things that's interesting about this week, Anita, and you sort of touched on it a little bit already, is like, you know, Baltimore's trajectory right now, we all know it's going the wrong way. But, you know, if Lamar Jackson comes back, that all looks completely different. I love Jacksonville's defense last night. I was concerned about Trevor Lawrence. He he was not accurate with the ball at all. But what's hard is to say, like, well, they're going against Josh Dobbs. So, you know, if the Chargers or Lamar Jackson walk into Jacksonville, um, I think those two teams would probably be favored. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland. Um, you know, Cleveland's fighting for, you know, possibly their jobs. So I, I expect them to play well. And, you know, I think the Miami Jets game again I like the Jets but that's going to be close and what I don't know about this Buffalo Patriot game guys is again like if you're Sean McDermott you know do you pull Josh Allen at halftime like we just don't know how today's going to play out that's why I think today is so fascinating I promise you by tomorrow morning the three of us will like there'll be something that happens today that will be completely unforeseen mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and it's and it's and it's a, a different landscape because of what happened um, this past week. I do think that that Pittsburgh wins. I don't believe in the Jets this week, and then you know, I'll, I, same thing. It's 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 a tough one to call. You know, Patriots Bills and and what the decision making is going to be. And I just I just don't think that there's a, that there is a wrong answer. You know, in this situation, I think there are so many factors that we've never seen, never experienced that. Um, you know, you can't you, whatever whatever has to be done will be done, and that's the way it goes. Um, in looking at uh, the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, taking on a Giants team that Davis Webb is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, they're going to use this as a bye week. I do believe the Eagles win. Now, do the Giants cover? That's a whole other story. Uh, they, uh, they are going to have Davis Webb, and reports are that Jalen Hurts is going to play, but they don't have Lane Johnson. Uh, interesting to see. We're gonna we're, next segment. We're gonna dive into how we envision this game playing out. The 49ers going up against Arizona. I do believe they win. I do believe they lock in the second seed. Minnesota. Uh, I think they lock in the third. Tampa Bay. We know they're stuck at four. Although reports are they're gonna play. Tom Brady's gonna start. Does he finish the game? I doubt it. 
And, of course, you've got the Dallas Cowboys sitting there at five. I think they're going to be scoreboard watching with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, with the Eagles, we all anticipate, I would imagine, winning. Dallas is going to sit there with five. We know that the Giants are locked in at six. And then, of course, it gets interesting with the seven. Just like the AFC, the NFC, you've got the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Rams. If Seattle does lose, it opens the door for the Detroit Lions in that Green Bay game. Whoever wins that game then now gets the seventh seed and advances. And the Seattle Seahawks, of course, going up against the Rams earlier in the day. So, Mike, let's go back to you. First things first, what do you think happens in that Rams-Seattle game? Oh, boy. Seattle, but, you know... Not with a lot of conviction, to be candid. Um, but, look, they just have more to play for. And, and, you know, the Rams, like, they're a shell of themselves. I mean, you know, from the offensive line to the quarterback to Aaron Donald. So, I, I like Seattle, but um, I could be talked out of that as well. <laughs> Kiwi? Yeah, very similar. I think, I think Seattle wins. I think Green Bay wins. Um, and I think, you know, before it's all said and done, you know, the, the 49ers are going to have a lot to say about the NFC. See, I, I disagree. I, I think the Rams have a lot to play play for here. Now there's reports that this might be McVay's last season. So I think the guy's going to be playing hard for him. Baker Mayfield, his last opportunity to showcase what he can do to try to get a starting job somewhere next year. And Bobby Wagner hates the Seattle Seahawks, right? So he's going to be playing with a lot of motivation. Uh, their defense, one of the worst in the NFL against the run. And Cam Akers has been an absolute beast since he's come out of the, the doghouse. Uh, the Detroit Lions... I like them to upset the Green Bay Packers today. I really do. I I love Dan Campbell. I love the way that he's got these guys playing, especially if the Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks and that seventh spot is open. So I think the Detroit Lions get in, guys. That that's 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 where my money's flowing. But nonetheless, uh, this portion of the show brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper developing game plans for business moving forward together. EisnerAmper.com. Also brought to you by Bud Light. No, it is game day. When you open up a Bud Light and make sure you enjoy responsibly and also brought to you by Stoli Elite Ultra Premium Vodka. Enjoy Stoli Elite responsibly. Also brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's Home Security is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to protect your home and family. Quick break. We come back. We'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. Mitch, you will be first up, I promise. And uh, we will uh, do a deeper dive into the Jets. Find out from Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, his thoughts on some of the comments that came out of the Jets facility this week pertaining to Zach Wilson and how we all see this Giants game playing out. And, of course, we end the show strong with our our, our, our score predictions. So all that's still coming your way. We'll take your calls next as well right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Gentlemen, let's take Mitch calling in from East Windsor. Mitch, good morning. Welcome into New York Game Day. What say you? Good morning. How you doing? Happy and healthy New Year to you. Same to you, um, Mitch. Yeah, well, yeah, I like the Jets running back. I like that guy Knight. And when they get the other guy healthy next year, they're set there. They can use another wide receiver. But to me, if it's uh, Derek Carr, I hope they do draft a quarterback in the early rounds because he's a little past his prime. But Lamar will be the top guy I will shoot for. And what do you think about Bosa and Bosa? Could I get good odds in that and make some money? And just put a Super Bowl appearance for the no matter who are you I'm asking for, for who? Bosa. 49ers in charge. That would be Bosa against Bosa. Oh, be Bosa awesome. against uh, Bosa. Oh, okay. You know, uh, Mitch, charges. Thanks, you know thanks for the phone. Thanks, thanks for Mark. the phone call. Really do appreciate it, guys. Just FYI, prior to the season starting. Uh, I put $100 down on the Chargers in the Eagles Super Bowl. I got it at 90 to 1. Oh. So if that hits, uh, next time you both are in New York, dinner on me. You know, like uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit up like, I don't know, McDonald's, something like that. Um, <laughs> Kiwi, dinner, dinner on Anita, and then she'll expense it. <laughs> <laughs> you know me all too well, Mike T. Um, <laughs> all right, let, let's, let's start right there with the Jets. Uh, some interesting comments that came out of the Jets facility this week, and, and that is, first of all, deciding not to go with Zach Wilson today. Curious, Mike, if you agree with that. Uh, Joe Flacco is getting the start. Maybe we'll see Zach Wilson. Maybe not. We'll see. But also, LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, came out and said, you know, and, and I don't know, Rich said, I don't know if he got in trouble for saying this, but he felt that they did, they did Zach Wilson wrong in regard to just throwing him right into the firing pan and not having an opportunity for him to season uh, learn behind a veteran, and maybe started him too soon. Your, your thoughts on how the Jets handled Zach Wilson, and they also said that you know they're preparing a game plan for next year, where I think a lot of Jets fans would rather see somebody like a Derek Carr who's going to be available, or Jimmy Garoppolo potentially be available to come in and be their quarterback next year. What say you? Yeah, lot to unpack there. Look, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but when you think about someone like Zach Wilson, he's undersized. He played at BYU. BYU is a different place. Um, it's Provo, Utah. Uh, the lifestyle out there is different. And you're asking you know, a, a young man to come across the country and effectively be the CEO of your company from day one in New York City. That's hard to do. I was the assistant GM of the New York Jets for five years. And when I became the GM, I had no idea what I was getting to. I was in the same building. And unless you're in the seat of a head coach, a GM, a quarterback, you have no idea. So I think from a life standpoint, learning standpoint, I was very concerned with some of the things he said a year ago about, hey, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I patted my game after him. I'm just thinking like, hey, you just want to get through the season by completing some passes and not turning it over. So, look, that's all ancient history. I would have him compete, see how he does with competition. But, you know, guys, before we say, like, we love Derek Carr or Jimmy G, whatever, there's a reason those guys are available too. Like, I love Jimmy G, but he can't stay healthy. And Derek Carr, you know, Last time I checked, Josh McDaniels is a really good coach. And if he's moving on from Derek Carr, that's going to give me pause for concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, speculating on, on who should come in um, next, that's something we could we could do that all offseason long. I think it's, it's an interesting thing because I actually I played at BYU, and I remember uh, my mom going to the game, and, and her thing was these are the nicest fans that I have ever met in my life. Like, she's like, they're helping me to my seat. You know, you go from playing in the Orange Bowl to going out and playing at BYU is a completely different experience. So, you know, that was something we discussed earlier that, you know, Zach Wilson – 
could very well be a talented player, talented enough to go on and still be, you know, a player in the NFL for another team. But maybe it's just New York. You know how it is. Like it is, it is a big stage. It's a lot to ask of a young man. And I said it a long time ago that, you know, there should be a veteran. There should be a veteran in, in every, you know, meeting room to help these guys get and understand it. I think he they missed out on that opportunity. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the fact that, you know, maybe Zach Wilson just wasn't prepared enough for the situation. Yeah, listen, it it was a surprise to me not having a veteran in that room to help guide him and, and, you know, um, be a mentor for him as well. Here's the thing, guys, is is he past the point of no return, right? Mentally, uh, especially, especially here in New York. I I mean, you know, that's, that's a realistic topic, Mike. Yeah, you know, Anita, like, I I see that a little different. And here's why, like, I would say to him, like, look, today is January 8th, like, I want you back in Florham Park, New Jersey on March 8th. Like, you got two months, and you're going to be the first guy in the last leave. I don't want you going to some quarterback coach. You're going to coach by our coaches every single day, and you're going to earn it on March 8th, March 9th, and you're going to stack one good day against the best next, and you're going to be the hardest-working guy. You're going to pick up people at the airport. You're going to take them out to dinner. You're going to learn how Elijah Moore learns. You're going to make sure that um, – Garrett Wilson, you know, you're going to take him out to buy a suit. Like, you are going to be a leader in every sense of the word. You're going to be humble. You're going to serve others. And you're going to put their interests before yours. And that's how who's, guys like Who's going to teach him that? Who's going to teach him how to be a leader? You know how much goes into – so you just rattled off a, a number of things that, that, that he can start with. But who's going to teach him and show him how to do it? Yeah, well, that's that's a very, very fair question. Um, but, you know, it's just interesting. I, I don't know, Kiwi, but, like – I know, like, when we had San Antonio Holmes at the Jets, I'm like, tell me about Ben Roethlisberger. And he used to tell me that Ben would fly to the hometown of each offensive lineman in the offseason. Like, that's leadership. Like, you want to know why those guys won so many games year in, year out? Like, Kiwi, you were the part of some incredibly tight teams. Like, look at ESPN now. Like, the the Bart Scotts, like, they're still close. Like, that's what it takes. I just I want to throw this in before we we turn our attention to Daniel Jones because I think that needs to be a discussion to be had as well and that is one thing and and you know this better than most Mike because uh, you know you you work for the organization but w- the one thing that I love to hear about Bill Belichick and the Patriots and how they draft is Bill loves players who aren't silver spooners what yep. does that mean guys yep. that have not been I call it kissed by God okay uh, you know. Mike Lombardi calls it the crib factor guys that were just born innately athletic and their whole life has either been captain or first picked was always on a winning team, you know, just let the athleticism shine because they were just above everyone else athletically. And they never had to work hard at honing their, their, their skill and really work hard at being better, being smarter, trying to get faster and I love that about the Patriots. And that's what I see here with, with Zach Wilson. He has yep. just been kissed by God. He is athletically talented. And I don't believe until the NFL, he stepped on a football field where he was ever not the best guy on the field. And and I think that's hard to overcome for a lot of guys. Yeah, no, that's totally fair, Anita. And again, I would take it a step further. Like, generals in the Army eat last, not first. And like... You serve others. Like, that's how you win people over. Like, Mm -hmm. your teammates have to believe you could take them to where they want to go, and they got to believe you're a good dude. And clearly, the way those teammates celebrated Mike White's win, wore his T-shirt, like, they were screaming everything but that. But I don't think it's a death sentence. Like, I think to move this story forward, guys, like, I would talk to Zach. Like, I don't want you going back to Provo. I don't want you going back to California. Your job is right here in Florham Park, New Jersey, and 
get rid of all these other coaches and outside people. Like, you are paid by us. You are the leader of this franchise, and you need to earn it every single day. Uh, let's turn our attention to Daniel Jones and uh, in, in the season. that I, I feel like each and every week I, I, I feel like I, he should hire me as his agent. Um, but finally, this is a, a team that makes it to the playoffs, and we have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, before we were talking to Jordan Renan and, and, and I've been lobbying for Brian Dable to be coach of the year, uh, re- really resurrecting Daniel Jones's career to the point that we are talking about, you know, giving him that three year extension. I don't know, 20, 25, 27 million dollars a year, but only five interceptions on the season, three fumbles. Uh, one of the one of the least turnover teams in the NFL. The Detroit Lions is, 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 is the best, by the way. I want to say I want to say the Giants are number two. 708 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, I just, and, and Mike, let's start with you. And I know we've been talking about it. At what point in time are you saying, all right, listen, you're our guy, at least for the next two to three years. Doesn't mean we're not going to go out and draft a quarterback to possibly groom following you. But we've seen enough that we know that the combination of you and Saquon Barkley could help us win some football games here. What do you offer Daniel Jones? How do you approach Daniel and Saquon? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to do about three years, thirty million a year, ninety million, probably half of it guaranteed. But I got to tell you, if I'm Daniel Jones, I, I'm very polite and say thanks, but no thanks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to have to wind up franchising him. The more you think about it, there's going to be at least a dozen teams that need a quarterback, and someone's going to say, like, look at Daniel Jones, look at his trajectory, look mm-hmm. at his physical skill, look at his size, look at his character. Um, I think he's really in the catbird seat. I think Barkley is a little bit easier. Like, you get him in a room. You know, you're going to have to make him a top three running back. You know, you're going to fight hard on how much is the guaranteed money. Um, But you have to have both those guys back. And I'm just telling you guys, like, as we think more about this as we get into the offseason, I'm going to be hard-pressed to think that the Giants won't franchise Daniel Jones and try to extend Saquon Barkley because if you you lose Daniel Jones, guys, now you're in year two, you have this momentum. Who are you playing quarterback with? Like, and – it's that same list we just talked about. And by the way, you want some real interesting intrigue? If he ever got to the market, if I'm the Jets, I don't get Daniel Jones. I don't let him out of a room. I sign him because you put Daniel Jones on that Jet team, that becomes a lot more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How quickly – guys, let's marinate in this as we take a break, and we're going to come back and, and – um... We'll take some calls, 800-919-3776, and we'll give you our, our score predictions. Do the Giants cover? Do the Jets upset the Dolphins? Um, but how quickly does the tide turn in that heading into the season, the, 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 the feel and the vibe around New York was, wow, the Jets are in a better situation than the Giants, right? Like everybody was in love with uh, Robert Sala, and the expectation and the sky was the limit for Zach Wilson. Now it's all about Brian Dable and this team and what he's been able to do. And now the Giants have made it to the postseason. And, oh, by the way, now Daniel Jones, better quarterback than Zach Wilson, even to the point where now, Mike, you're talking about if you're the Jets, you don't let him out of a room. Man, has the tide turned in such a big way as what the feel and the vibe was here in New York City prior well, to the this, this season starting. Just marinating that for a minute. Yeah, Anita, but that's you just uh, enumerated why coaches get paid why they do and why they're so critically important. Giants have a really good difference-making head coach. Yeah, it's it's really really been a tremendous season for the Giants and, and an absolutely uh, you know disappointing one for the Jets. Uh, we'll give you our score predictions and we'll take your calls when we get back. Uh, another 15 minutes with you this morning. New York Game Day. Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum. I'm Anita Marks here on 90.7 ESPN.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. We've got some callers. Uh, let's uh, let, we'll, we'll get to you in just a second. Let's let's get our score predictions out uh, first and foremost, and let's start with the Jets. Will they play spoiler today? Uh, I know a little bit earlier on the show you shared with us uh, what you thought was going to play out, but let, let's revisit that, Mike. What's your score and why? Uh, 18-14 New York Jets, and I think the defense is going to play really well today. Skylar Thompson, uh, third-string quarterback for Miami. Um, I think Joe Flacco will make a couple of plays. It's going to be a weird game. I, I think we'll see some you know, non-offensive touchdowns. This is a game that I know for Robert Sala's sake is really important just in terms of you want to not end the season on this massive losing streak. So um, it's this is uh, obviously a big rivalry bit on both ends of it. And I just like the Jets in a hard-fought, fought, low-scoring game. Kiwi? Yeah, pretty similar in terms of it being low-scoring, hard-fought, and some unusual scoring situations. But I have 24-17 with the Dolphins. I just have no faith in the Jets, to be honest with you. And, and um, you know, just from looking at how this season has gone, it just doesn't make sense for me to to think that they're going to come out with a win this week. Yeah, I, I, and, and the full – Full transparency, I'm not playing this side. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are favored by three and a half. Let me see what the over-under is right now because I think the play here is the under at 37 and a half. I'm 17-13 Jets just because the Miami Dolphins uh, are going out there with Skylar Thompson. I-, I think the Jets' defense steps up in this game, but I think the play here is the under. M- might be one of my favorite plays today as well is under 37 and a half. As for the Giants, we know they're starting Davis Webb. The Eagles are starting Jalen Hurts. I envision this game. I think the Eagles come out strong. I think they go up quickly by a lot. And then in the fourth quarter, maybe we see Gardner Minshew. We see some backups coming in. And I think the Giants could 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 really sneak in with that backdoor cover. This line opened up at 13. It moved to 14. Now it's at plus 16. I've got Giants uh, covering the Eagles winning 31 to 17 with the Giants covering. That's how I see this playing out. Mike, what say you? Yeah, I think there's going to be a close game because these guys are auditioning for jobs next year. Like, this is Davis Webb's Super Bowl. I think he's going to play good football. Um, I like the Eagles at home, but I think it's like more like 31 28. And um, don't be surprised if this is a one score game late in the fourth quarter. Ooh, Kiwi. Uh, yeah, I got 34 24 uh, with the Eagles winning it. Um, I think like the same, some very similar. Like it'll be a hard-fought, uh, close game, a lot of momentum. Um, you know, for, for the Giants going into this week. But um, at the end of the day, I think the Eagles will pull it out. Really quick before we go to our calls, uh, Mike. A lot of uh, the the coaching carousel you alluded to when you first came on at the top of the hour. Sean Payton looking to get back into the NFL. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has announced that he's going to be wanting to leave Michigan to get back into the NFL. The Denver Broncos are a team that uh, apparently both of those um, ex-coaches are apparently going to meet with. I know Condoleezza Rice is is uh, overseeing, helping guide that selection process. Uh, your thoughts on where you think Sean Payton and Harbaugh land? Um, good question. 
you know, I you know, here's an interesting one for Sean Payton is the Rams. You know, a lot of talk about Sean McVay maybe going on TV. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Here, they but, do a little switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Because I think for Sean, he'll want Sean Payton twenty million a year, full control, hundred million dollar guarantee, and you know that's something Stan Kroenke could certainly do. Um, I thought Jim Harbaugh actually came out and said he wasn't going anywhere. So um, we'll we'll see how this plays out. It how will be interesting. How difficult of a sell is that that Denver job given the situation they're in? Yeah, you know, Kiwi. Like for me, like I would say, like someone's going to need a, a a seven or an eight year deal because mm-hmm. you you have a hundred million dollar commitment to Russell Wilson. So if you're a coach, if I'm advising a coach, I'm saying like, hey, look, you don't want to go there and be whatever you know, like five and eleven, you know, five and twelve, you know, six and eleven, and now you're on the hot seat, and now you're in year three with no quarterback. So mm-hmm. um, I would really want to go in there and manage expectations with the owner to say like, look. We're going to try to make Russell Wilson work or die trying, but I don't want to be held accountable for this massive contract. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's take some calls before we uh, sign off. we got about two minutes left in the show, so Eddie and Joseph, got to make it quick. Eddie, you're up. Go ahead. Hey, this is Eddie. Um, I'm a big Chargers fan. If I was the Chargers, I wouldn't play anyone, whether Baltimore win, lose, or draw. No one would suit up. What's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, that, that's fair. Here's another thing, Mike, and in, in, in Kiwi, uh, Herbert's got some some incentives here, right? He's trying to mm-hmm. surpass Tom Brady with most uh, pass completions uh, in a single season. Uh, you know, does that play into this? Uh, you know, obviously, listen. At the end of the day, I don't believe the Ravens win. I, they, they're not even decide. They're not even. We don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be until game time. They're not deciding who the starting quarterback is until after warmups. I, I think Cincinnati wins. I, I think it's going to be a mood point, right? Okay. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I agree. Let's go. Let's go to Joseph in Manhattan. Joseph, go. Hey, Anita. Hi. Hey, hey Anita. How you doing? I love the show, uh, Kiwi Mike. Just wanted to say, I, like everybody else, I saw the uh, game on Monday night and was horrified. And I actually also saw the 1971 Detroit Lions Bears game when a player died. That was also equally hor- That was also horrifying. But I just wanted to say that I was struck by the love and compassion that the country and the teammates and the NFL the work the NFL did this past week, and it's a very different than what happened in 1971. I'd like to think that we've, the society and the league as well, as, has improved since then. Just your thoughts. Joseph, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. We only have about a minute left in the program before, before we have to hand it over, um, of course, to Dan Grasso and Greg Buttle. But, guys, just final thoughts. Let's go across. Uh, Mike, starting with you. Yeah, you know, what started off as an unspeakable tragedy, I think we saw a lot of good about what the NFL is all about. One, state-of-the-art medical uh, care and support, and then like a true caring for one another, a true brotherhood that we saw play out all week long. So as bad as it was, hopefully, you know, DeMar Hamlin makes a full recovery and some really good things came out of a really bad event. Kiwi, just about 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Um, you know, the outpouring of love and support from everybody and bringing the league together, people looking at the people, on, the players on the field as people, as opposed to just athletes. Yeah, guys, again, as always, I like to say, I, I like waking up and spending my Sunday mornings with you. Um, we have Julian and, of course, Tom producing the show. A lot of moving parts. They do an excellent job. Everybody, God bless. Uh, Tomlin is uh, is healthy. Uh, here's to uh, an exciting week 18, and uh, we'll be back with you next week right here on 98.7 ESPN.